Welcome to the Dan and Kimberly podcast. Did you press record? I did. It's recording. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You said me going too slow was stressing you out, so I just jumped in. That's true. That's true. This actually saved me a lot of stress. <laughs> so we both agreed to introduce ourselves. Are yes. we going to introduce ourselves or are we going to introduce each other? I don't know. This is my amazing friend, Dan Fay. <gasps> this is my amazing friend, Kimberly Joy. <laughs> Perfect. And now you know who we are. Hey, now we have names. <laughs> We have no, a name. Though a lot has happened last week and you already know our names, dear listener, mm-hmm. yes. because we <laughs> podcast after it. Um, shout out, I forget her name, but you guys can look it up. Shout out to the person who took the space between. <laughs> totally. We super fell in love with that name. And then we realized you had a really cool podcast too. So good for you. Yeah. Great minds. Great, great, great minds. Great minds. We were impressed, and you beat us to it, so yeah, well exactly. done. So, well done, you. <laughs> you're, you're ahead of us, too. Yeah, like, uh, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not even like a week ago. Like, years ago. So, years good ago. job. Good job. Uh, so, we decided to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And we have names. We have and names. You, and you do rad art. And we made pictures, and we actually got the first one posted. So, actually, momentum. We did tons. Like, legitimately, we started a podcast. We did. It's it's uh, kind we're, of we're syndicated terrifying. on iTunes. Yep. Uh, I've brashly handed things out to people, and at least some of them have listened. Uh, Much braver than myself. <laughs> so, so that's all scary and uh, good. So good. Who, who did I have said that? So that coworker who did actually do it, um, she had said to me, uh, it sounds like you're just like throwing yourself off the deep end. And I'm like, yeah, so we can't back out. It's too late. Mm-hmm. So that's great. <laughs> That's what I wanted. The, this is the Watch Us Drown podcast. <laughs> <laughs> should change your name every week. That would be horrible. <laughs> but this could be the Watch Us Drown episode. The one where they drowned. <laughs> the one where they drowned. I love naming them that way. The one where they rant. The one where they drowned. I think it's going to be good. Well, I'm more excited like when we get to stuff where we're teaching things. Because I'm like, so we do like something Gravesy or something Myers Briggsy. And we're mm-hmm. like talking about purple, and then I have to think of a title like the one about purple socks. Purple socks, which I think is like a good name for the one on purple. Um, but but then I would have to keep that pace like for, and I'm going to get the number right this time. Another fifty times. Another fifty times, because there's fifty two weeks in a year, and fifty six <sighs> cards in a deck. <laughs> My mistake. I guess I just live my life like a deck of cards. Maybe. Are you the Joker? <laughs> How'd you know? Actually, that would be more, but that's fun. Oh, you're right. That would be <laughs> eight, because I can math. I guess I'm a rule breaker. So I guess you're I'm a rule breaker. breaker. There you go. <laughs> so this podcast is us drowning because we want to grow, which is yeah. kind of what we're, we're doing. We're growing the question here. would be if we're going to be drowning in 30 episodes. And I would say no. So then the... Then my thoughts there, which we will get there, because mm-hmm. I see no reason why we wouldn't, is like, how do we keep this concentrated fear and adrenaline fear. when certain things get wrote? Mm-hmm. Right? Like both of us have like edited a bunch and we both know what our setups look like, and we've done the logistics of being able to record when both of us have like weird schedules. 
and it's more just like, oh, I'm meeting with Kimberly again. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, not like, oh no. And what are we doing? So you want to maintain the pace of leveling up constantly past episode 30? Yeah. And I think that's the whole point we're doing this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not to like sell a book or sell a course or. We're not selling a product. Or sell myself. Right. We're selling you, you actually. Look, yeah. we're drowning. You can do it. <laughs> Even though our names are on it, I think I, I mostly like that because it's like bold and personal. Mm-hmm. It's it felt like, scary. That's good. Yeah. Did it. Here's Dan and Kimberly like doing a thing. Mm-hmm. It's us. It's not a brand. It's not a corporation. It's not a mm-hmm. network. It's not a thing. It's these two people that was like, oh, we should start a podcast. So we did. Right. We're and, flipping from consumers to creators. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that to me is fascinating because everything gets wrote eventually. And if our entire premise early on was that we're like trying to be creators in motion, mm-hmm. what's that feeling like 40 episodes, 30 episodes from now? Is it like, oh, this is like my extra hobby slash job thing? It's my jobby. Um, wouldn't we just be able to start transcripting or maybe adding, I don't know, we're going to teach a thing and here's a worksheet so it's more personal. Wouldn't we be able to continue to level this up infinitely? Right. Slowly? Right. And that's why I'm glad I'm doing this with you because I would get too distracted with like whatever. And you'd be like, hey, let's add some polish at some organization to try to be helpful. <laughs> and I'd be like, as long as I get to keep hearing my own voice, you do it. <laughs> So it's, yeah, you're right. And that's cool because, um, you're, there's just so many directions to go. Mm-hmm. So many. And, and so as long as we push ourselves to go them, mm-hmm. uh, then this will be even more amazing. And if we don't, then we learn the lesson about falling into complacency or whatever, which right. is also a lesson. Right. I'm willing to learn again. I've again. Learned my life, but I'll do it more. With an audience this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They can all tell you got boring. <laughs> that will be the name of the podcast. The podcast in which they got boring. <laughs> the boring one. No, that's the one where we forget to unmute our mics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Contemplate Silence podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you say fear. To me, this hasn't been scary. It's been exciting. Now, you know the cliche about that all being the same thing. Yeah, I know it's technically the same, like, chemical reaction in your brain, right? Yeah. Kind of rewire it? I, I guess I feel more courageous if I'm going against fear Oh. than if I'm okay. indulging in incitement. So it's probably uh, semantics to me. Yeah. To you. you. You know what I mean? So you're not like, allowed to be excited about like, this? Ha, ha, ha. Well, I'm always excited. That's <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's true. Funny. I'm I'm persevering against the thing. Look at how scary that was, and I still did it. I, I mm-hmm. think it's most mostly like self grandad <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it's perfect. Mm. Indulging, huh? Excitement feels indulgent to you. That's fascinating. Yeah, I guess I guess I've just been asking how do we keep this exciting for a whole year? Like personally? That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. This is the part where it gets quiet. <laughs> this is the contemplative part. Dear listener, please feel free to indulge in your own contemplation. <laughs> the next five minutes will be quiet as we contemplate. 
How we're going to. Don't be profound. So there's <laughs> there's so many like shows that do like so I was I was talking to you before this, because we mm-hmm. did a preamble before we got running. About uh Where we go, what the hell are we doing? Yes. <laughs> which we'll probably have to do always. Always. Uh, and I was looking at like other content creators and trying to figure out like what I like about them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are some of them that have like music and other things like in the middle or in certain parts. Um, once again, while we introduced, dear listener, we do not have an intro or an outro. We did look, we listened to things. Yes. And but... h- how long will this continue? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we could have a contemplative silence moment. <laughs> that isn't music. It's just dead air. <laughs> it's just dead air. That would be that would put us on the map. <laughs> Everybody has a thing. Yeah, but... five minutes of silence, and then just a like 30 And we're back. Oh, hey, dance back. Uh, I don't understand why it's getting bad ratings. People yeah. don't want to be with themselves. <laughs> it seems there's a drop off period. Exactly at the beginning of the silence. So maybe that's a mistake. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't think We're this is a... This for that. No, it's fine. Well thought out plan at all. <laughs> <laughs> ah, perfect. Mm. So do you want to talk about what you've been learning this past week through this experience besides uh, fear and excitement and leveling up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind. Because I, I took the original reins of like, we need to produce this thing. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it before I got distracted. Distracted. Because if I can get this rolling before I'm distracted, then I can loop this in as a passion, which would be nice, which, which I think is probably like a useful life lesson. Though I think mileage varies based on the person about like how seductive or elusive their muses can be. Or if you even want to look at the passions in your life as muses. I do, because I have that, like, romantic, artistic edge. Mm. Um, and so getting this rolling to just be like, I wonder what it's like to be on iTunes. I don't know. I wonder how you host a podcast. Oh, you pay for it. That's fine. <laughs> I, I wonder how you set that up. What goes in these boxes? Hey, Kimberly, what goes in these boxes? I don't know. Check them. See what happens. <laughs> Kimberly, we need a logo. Officially, it's like a porn. <laughs> Are we explicit? Yes, we know. swear. Check that one. Yes, listed. just in case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who did I tell that to? But I was like, we're marketing explicit. We're gonna get less random residual people, but it saves us because who was it? It was like my best friend who was like, "Do you even know what explicit means to iTunes?" Like you guys said, "Damn, is it damn? Is it shit?" Is it something, like, much more drastic? Um, I think it's fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're, we're going to say that, apparently, in episode two. So now we're locked, clearly, in our... Feel I wanted to erase <laughs> any ambiguity. Perfect. If you well, don't that's... like swearing, unsubscribe. If anyone is subscribed. <laughs> Dear future listener, if you've come back here, because that disclaimer won't be told to you in the future... I'm sorry you had to listen back 40 episodes to be told that you should now leave, but... You're welcome. Take that as you want. Well, that saves me from, like, getting overexcited and swearing, so it's fine. Because I, I just do whatever. You just I'm do just whatever. talking, and then sometimes swearing is the thing you need to do. Ah, uh, yeah, it sometimes fits. But sometimes it's the correct. remember to edit it out. Right. 
So. As little work as possible, gaining momentum and doing something that's exciting before you get distracted with passion would include swearing occasionally. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So I mainly learned how to get a podcast, like get the boat out there. Mm-hmm. And for anyone listening who thinks that you can't do that, it took me an evening. It did. So you're probably fine, as long as you have a random artsy friend who's willing to make a silly logo, which is amazing, by the way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I actually got to watch you do it, and you had no idea what you were doing. You were just randomly clicking through windows, and you still made it happen. Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. we got reviewed by iTunes, um, Mm -hmm. and then I crossed my fingers to see if we were just going to randomly fail or not, but apparently we didn't, so there's that. Though, we're in something I hate. Okay, so, soapbox time. The what only thing I could select for a category that represented us within iTunes is health category mm-hmm. to the category self-help, which I don't like the name. Why don't you like it? I think that it sets people up to fail. Self-help does, that term? Because it's it's the old 1930s word. It's the old language of, mm. oh, they're going to have a podcast about Dale Carnegie and how to win friends and influence people, and they're going to do the thing. Like, self-help is this, in most people's mind, including mine, because I am submerged in, like, the world I live in, mm-hmm. is that section of the bookstore with the books that you should be reading, but you're not. Mm. And... And to me, personal growth is engaging. Like, they're different. So what would you call it, self? If you could create the category that this podcast lands in, what do you think it would authentically be if it's not self-help or health? But you you see, I've always been a big fan of personal growth, and people hate that too, but I think it's great. Because I am pro-growth. Because help implies, okay, so we're jokingly saying we're drowning. And we probably are. But we're not dying. No, we're fine. We don't need help. We need to do stuff. (laughs) We need to persevere and transform and grow and become. I do not need help. Self-creation versus self-help? Right. It's about manifestation. Mm -hmm. And self-help means you're broken. And I fundamentally, mostly disagree. I agree. I think that everybody's fine where they're at. The question is, do you want more? Yeah, and are you tired of going in the circles you always go in? Because you can. Mm-hmm. I am actually an incredibly strong proponent of people just, like, digging their ruts as deep as they want. Totally. I think that is a completely valid human life experience. It works. It works. Yeah, Keep and they're safe. doing... It's familiar. Yeah. It's they're safe. They're doing it for a reason. I'm not even doing it in the condescending way of, like, mm-hmm. it's safe, but don't you want to be a better human? We all do it. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing it right now in parts of my life where I'm perfectly happy with the hamster wheel I'm on in that part of my life. That one right. is okay. And so people really transcend where it's important. Mm-hmm. Which is part of the reasons why I think we started this, because one of the things that's important to us is communicating and creating ideas. Last episode, you said you like watching people's brains explode. Yeah, which is a little bit. an amazing sentiment. <laughs> if we ever make... Uh, Dan plus Kimberly t-shirts. <laughs> I want the tag. Uh, you know, boom, your brain exploded. <laughs> and then I want that head logo to be fireworks. 
<laughs> nice. Your head exploded. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, I looked back at my life and I realized that that's what I do is I like poke people. <laughs> like, really? That's what you're thinking? Oh, that's a really interesting. Why? And then question it until their brain kind of goes, <gasps> oh. But not everybody likes that. Some people don't want <laughs> their brain poked at. <laughs> I had to learn not to do that. It was like a self-editing thing. So then I found coaching. And now, and now they get you to do it. Ask me to poke their brains. It's like perfect. This is amazing. The best thing ever. So yes. yeah. <laughs> so there there is something wonderful about given being given the permission to do that. Yeah, for sure. To be asked to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely needed to transcend that because there's this thing about being around people, especially when you've seen any dividend, like in growing at all. Like a lot of my uh, charisma and ability to communicate and the way I smile and laugh now is because I started working on myself. Mm. And so there's this thing where it's like, oh, I want to give that gift to someone else. And I wanted to like hand it off and like shower it over people and like mm-hmm. throw it at people and like smirch the thing. The truth of it is that a, regardless of if I think it would be good for them or not, it doesn't really matter. But B, even if it was better for them, no one likes being like assaulted no. by a mindset. Yeah. So, so sure. I'm totally hands off these days. It's just like, you're doing the thing. That thing's really neat. And then when they bring up tension points, then I'm like, that tension point is also really neat. Do you want a tool to release some of the tension on that point? I'm not going to transform your life. I don't care. You, you do you. <laughs> and, and, and that is where I'm abrasive because like you push buttons and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I have this nonchalant because, and I guess that's, cruel, indifferent part of me. But I don't actually care. I, I want people to be happy and fulfilled and awesome and amazing. But I also want them to walk in the shoes and down the road they're going to be. And so if they embrace a tool, fine. And if they don't, then I just kind of like sit with them on the journey, like a passenger. like sitting yeah. beside. I don't know if that's cruel. I think that's actually really kind because if you're showing up with this amazing tool and part of you is invested in them accepting it and doing something with it, like that's the payoff, then you're going to be showing up needy and weird. Mm, did you totally. get the tool? Did you, did you apply it? How's Which your life now? A lot in my life. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, whereas if you're just offering it to them, they're totally owning it on their own. And their results are their own. And you just get to see it and go, oh, that was a, an amazing firework show that I got to watch your brain explode. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I don't think it's cruel. I think it's actually really kind. But I, that could just be my own <clears throat> bias talking. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No, I think that's good. Walking next to somebody. It seemed to... I think I learned that I wanted people to do that for me. So being introspective has led to a lot of things of being like, I wonder if people don't want the stuff I don't want, even though I'm hyper introverted and don't want a lot of things I know other people do want. (laughs) There's still this thing of like, no, I would prefer if someone was just like, Hey, you look sad. Do you want to read this book or hear this thing that may help? Not like, hey, if you come with me, you can be not sad. Because I've, yeah. I've stopped believing in that. 
Yeah. Or you, you can be not in your rut or you can be more fulfilled or you can be all these things. Cause I've been surrounded. I've been very blessed to be surrounded by amazing people that are, I guess I'm like madly in love with personal growth communities in general. Mm-hmm. So I end up surrounded by people that are transcending and doing all this amazing stuff. And it doesn't matter if I'm not willing to take the tool as my own and then take ownership of my life as my own and then do it without the, like, uh, being forced down the stream of like everyone else's perfect path. Wow. Being herded toward personal growth. Yeah. It's (laughs) never going to do anything anyway. So no. And that's brought me here because this is me. I'm not on my own because I'm with you. Right. But this is me being like, I've had a pull for years of just like when I was younger, uh, I decided not to be a teacher and I decided to be a programmer and I'm good at it. And I don't want to go back to school for teaching, but I want to do something that involves brain exploding. And, and is so, it related to the military and sniper rifles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Something that encourages life and fruitfulness. <laughs> and, and not sniper rifles. <laughs> not red mist. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, looking back, I can really see how I used to drag people with me. Because then that somehow validated the journey that I was on. It was an echo of my reality tunnel. If other people were going the same direction and right. being willing to just go. <gasps> Let's do a thank you, Billy. I'm cutting yeah. you off. Go ahead. What's a reality tunnel? Oh, what's a reality tunnel? See, okay, go let, me go, let me go sideways for a sec. We don't know who our audience is. Nope. Which means I don't know if we want to just go hot and heavy and do a thing because we're just going to be handing this off to middling slash veteran personal growth people that just want to hear banter. Right. Or if I'm aiming to do what I actually want to do with at least some form of media in my life, which is take something boring and scary or uh, the unknown, like Uh self-help because no one walks into that section because it's crap and weird (laughs) because your uncle told you about it that one time when he was super excited. (laughs) And or maybe because we punch ourselves in the face with self-help books. <laughs> yes. Uh, and instead popularize it into a way where it's the same thing as sitting down to watch Mythbusters or something else. So defining the things as we understand them as we go. If it's something that isn't part of the common vernacular, we should slow down and define it. That's what you're saying? Which, dear listener, we're going to screw up all the time because it's jargon <laughs> and because we think it's known. Right. So I stopped on one word, and I bet you've heard seven before this <laughs> that were totally meaningless, sugary, garbage words by inside communities that like to make themselves sound smarter because they just make up things. That's fine. <laughs> I think we're doomed to do that. And I accept that. <laughs> but I heard, Please I put one. in the comments I heard this one. Yeah. things that we should define. Dude, dude. We can totally have a definition section as we collect them on each episode. That's fine. We don't even know how long these are going to be. And it won't take long to define anything. It might actually make excellent episodes. It might. Regardless, the one I heard that has no classical common definition, Mm -hmm. except if you're us, is Reality Tunnel. (laughs) So you're going to define it for us or what? Wow, did you just skip out on defining it? (laughs) 
I just passed you the torch. Cha-ching. I can do it. That's fine. Cool. So you will hear people say reality tunnel mm-hmm. when they are talking about being locked in a certain perspective and seeing the world in a way that amplifies the things they already believe and the things they already don't believe. It is a tunnel because on all sides of you, you are getting reinforced by what you already know. And so you just kind of, you just kind of peter along and you never look outside the tunnel because you're in it. And humans are amazing bias engines of just like seeing exactly what they want to see to reinforce the things they want to know. Or like me, to reinforce feeling smart about certain things. And so they won't jump out on either side. Mm-hmm. So if you, uh, now that said, everyone probably knows the concept of seeing something from another person's perspective or like, for example, walking a mile in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may be slightly different because usually when you talk about, usually when you talk about reality tunnels, you're not talking about shifting them. You're talking about breaking them because you, you've got to the point in personal growth where you're not like, oh, let's put on someone else's reality tunnel. Technically, you could say that sentence, and technically that sentence has meaning. Usually what you mean, though, is it's supposed to be a term of almost stagnation. Oh, interesting like, that you like, see it that way. Like, I see it like, granted, I mean, I'm doing the iconoclast thing. Uh, that said... Uh, I always see reality tunnels as when someone brings up like, oh, you're seeing that from your reality tunnel. That is a call to action to attempt to like step out. Interesting. How do you see it? Um, I see reality tunnels almost as just accepting that it's human to not be able to process all the things. And so we build this ability to filter out um, things that aren't getting us closer to our goals. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't even hear it as a, um, almost like a call to action. I just hear it as a, oh yeah, that's right. I'm filtering out some things. I wonder what I'm filtering out and then accepting that you can't see all the things. So from my reality tunnel, this is how I'm seeing it. And maybe somebody else isn't seeing that. So our brains are wired. This is what I use with my clients. Like, um, where's Waldo books. When you first pick up a where's Waldo book, you don't know how to see the guy. You're not used to looking for the guy. You don't know that he has a little red hat with little glasses, little red and white stripes, and he's walking around doing the dorky things. You don't know that. But as you increase your skill at where's Waldoing, you get really good at pulling him out. That's what we do in life. We get really skilled at pulling out the data set that we're looking for. Yes. And so when you, you go to look for, say, the wizard in where's Waldo, it takes a while to get used to looking for that. So my clients are sometimes wired to only see the reality tunnel is geared to only see what's wrong with them. I can only tell you what's wrong with me. Here's the ways I'm failing, yada, yada, yada. They can't see how they're amazing because they haven't trained their mind to see that. So to me, being just aware of it allows you to kind of tweak it so that you have a better experience. But I don't see it as a bad thing or a call to action. That's really interesting that you, we have such a different um, understanding. That makes sense. Yeah. You you are reinforcing like an underlying belief of mine that there was that amazing uh, video me and you had like handed to each other on Facebook at some point or whatever. There was that dude that was talking about uh, humans being like ambition engines. 
I forget who the guy is, but he's like super intense. Like the music is like, and he's like doing this, like he's philosophizing uh-huh. forward about how humans can never feel satisfied because they're like always reaching for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's a like biological imperative ultimately is that because if you stagnate, you die. Ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, though in society you don't, uh, because you're like working a job and you're getting your like money that allows you to buy food and pay for like shelter you're technically alive, but are you alive if you're just doing those things on rinse and repeat? That would be my question. But you're technically alive. Yes. You still have a heartbeat, correct? Yes. <laughs> um, so there's always this, but there's like this internal drive to strive mm-hmm. for something. Right. Whatever, even if it's material or if it's family related or if it's creation related, it just is. And so that idea of reality tunnels that are like the focusing part like whatever you have your tunnel vision on mm-hmm. uh, makes total sense. I makes total sense. I think on this side of the table, I resent being so biologically tuned to not see the world as it is. That doesn't mean I can transcend it. It just means whenever I'm confronted with the fact that my bias is is like being really, really obnoxious, mm-hmm. I flip most of my bias if I can. You just turn him over to turn him over to prove you can? Yeah. So if I, <laughs> like years ago, I realized that I was like hyper, hyper liberal and it wasn't serving me very well. Uh, so I flipped them right-ish. I struggle flipping hard right. And so these days I've ended up center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like... That reality title is serving me better because I look at both sides and I don't antagonize. I just kind of go. And that's not preaching. That's just, I did it personally because I felt like I was missing a lot of context, like a lot of context. And it was stirring up a lot of like fear and uncertainty mm-hmm. for me. And I find a lot of things do that when I get really tunneled in. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I think I would agree with your viewpoint overall, which is that regardless of how much I don't like it, I am tuned for it. and so you need to be able to play with that system Mm -hmm. right like it's part of the hand you were dealt so the ability to pivot your reality tunnels slightly to what's important if you're stuck on a right of something that's not Mm -hmm. is is of high value right that's the Uh, tool you don't have to change your reality tunnel but here it is if you want to change it (laughs) which comes back to the podcast Mm -hmm, exactly we started creating a thing and now i watch youtube videos and i see them as creations and not mm-hmm. content. And we've made exactly one. <laughs> one and a half. One and I a half. <laughs> and I'm and now I'm watching stuff and I'm like, I like that part. I like how that dude was authentic there. That mm-hmm. I used to think that was weird, but now I think that's kind of amazing because they did that super intentionally. Ah. All all this stuff. Um and I'm just happy we're not now the the bottom rung of that is I'm happy we're not doing this as our livelihood. <laughs> That would be stressful. (laughs) Because I'm not carrying a bunch of stress with me about, uh, Kimberly, what's our target market? And how do we get to it? How many listeners do we get? Did your mom listen? Okay, did she give it to your grandma? Great. Did your grandma (laughs) give everyone in in the home? Awesome. What's the feedback? Too quiet? Got it. Okay. How do we monetize Uh, this? uh Wait, should we we start a Kickstarter? I have an idea for a book. Okay. The Amway version of podcasting? It would be... (laughs) 
It would depend. It would, it could be tough. Yeah, it, totally. It could be tough to be ourselves and have this underlying uh, scarcity. Oh, for sure. I think that's why this is fun because we're just here and it's fun and it's totally abundant. It doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't have to make anything, but we're creating and we're learning. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And your reality tunnel has already shifted because we're doing it. It's true. Can't <laughs> help that. I told you that right after we recorded the first one. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so nice to have a project to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to learn more about that thing. I'm going to clean mm-hmm. up that thing. What do these comments say? We have an email. We got solicited. What's the solicitation about? Cool. <laughs> I haven't even checked the email account we created <laughs> to do this. <laughs> I'm glad you are. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm in this mode where it's like, oh, I have this new creative baby thing. Mm-hmm. Take care of it. You should take care of it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> ah. So the one in which we talk about reality tunnels. <laughs> well, the one where we did our first definition anyway. Uh, <laughs> there you go. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing that we're going to have to learn to be better at. I bet you've forgotten what I cut you off saying. And I didn't take the time to remember. No idea. Yep. So, dear mother. (laughs) (laughs) Dear knitting club. (laughs) Dear knitting knitting club number 12. (laughs) Now you have a definition, but you Uh have no thought from Kimberly. Please send your hate mail directly to this new email address that I'm making. Only for me. So I'm going to have to be careful about that. Uh, that's okay. I was I probably mostly done because I tend to t- say things three different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the middle ground is in that is. That's okay. Yeah, that's we'll figure good. it out. We'll figure it out. This is the drowning part. Wait, did we miss something? Were we supposed to bring life jackets? I'm not sure. Except <laughs> we're already so much further ahead than we were before. Right. No intro music, but we did remember to do an intro. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to drown our listeners with it, with the definition, maybe that may be still too complicated, which is amazing because sometimes I am complicated for no reason. Just because I like words. I haven't got super poetic on this podcast yet, Uh oh. but but sometimes I just like words, (laughs) even if they're not helpful. Are they always Uh, real words? Yeah, but they're not words that I necessarily know the definition super, super well. Okay. You don't but make they, up words? But they sound cool. I do that too. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I have a long time to put a lot of words to tape. There you go. So. The, next, the thing we have to learn to do today is how to say goodbye. Like, how do we end this? We have momentum. Like, that part's been easy. How do we turn it off? Uh, well, okay. So when we started, mm-hmm. I said that boring intros are awful, which you vetoed. <laughs> uh, so I now, no. I said we have to get comfortable with normal eventually, don't we? <laughs> See, <laughs> please <yeah>. God. <laughs> See, I hear that vote. So that's fine. I mm-hmm. will. I will attempt to have sporadic intros for as long as I can manage them, <laughs> and then eventually they will become rote. But we'll level up, yep. and we'll do something else that's interesting, so that I mm-hmm. can extract it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the goodbye part. The thing about not tying this to any endeavor and me not expecting to even have a single listener is that I have no interest if 
we're number one on iTunes. Well, it's not going to happen anyway. Or if we have a hundred million, you know what? Don't make me start a big campaign. <laughs> Just to prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Leave that for later. Leave that for when we have a library okay. of content. Okay. Uh, so I don't really like ending tags with calls to action for the people no. that have been kind enough to hear me do cool things. So I was thinking, oh, okay. I have a closing thought that isn't a goodbye. You can't see him, but he's bouncing in his chair. It's I true. It's true. I, I hope I hope that translated <laughs> to, to audio. Uh, I was thinking before we did the first episode, or like after we did it, that uh, as we discover concepts and talk about our weeks and do those things, instead of doing calls to action that would be focused around building a brand or an image or widespread appeal. Mm-hmm. I want to do calls to action based around the concept we were talking about Mm. Uh, that we can report back next time so that we have like a nice primer for ice breaking of like, Hey Kimberly, what did you change about your reality tunnel last week? Mm -hmm. I told my mom to do it. She may or may not have done it, but I trust you did it. And then you'd be like, yeah, it was this thing. It was about how I hate carrots. Carrots. I love carrots. <laughs> I, okay. I already made him perfect. perfect. I like that. That way it's connected. Well, I think those are fun because one of the reasons why we decided to start this and not write is okay. So that was another thing I want to talk about. Good. This is all the way this episode. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like interactivity. We were talking about like how you like tennis. Mm-hmm. Like that, that ping pong thing. And, and we, we co-generate that because there's two of us. This is why this communication, works. Tennis yeah. and communication versus right. writing, which is a solo endeavor. And, and then you just kind of give feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nice thing about the two of us doing this thing is that we can bounce off each other. Right. That said, later in the future time, I have no idea and I've never seen anyone do it really well like really, really well mm-hmm. to actually have uh, like a little bit of that tennis with people that were like kind enough to ask questions or do other stuff. And I, and I know you get some of it that's like asynchronous because mm-hmm. people are like, you said seven words and we have no idea what they mean. So I'd be like, I'll talk about seven words. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's the other part where, and people hate having their voices recorded. People hate talking. So I don't care about that. And they don't eat that. And people will never sync up with our schedule, so I don't want to worry about that. Because those are all stress-inducing logistical nightmares. Uh, but I'm putting more thought into, like, what turns... What encourages motion? Because last time we talked about lots and lots of motion, and personal growth a lot is, like, eventually getting frustrated about where you are and then taking a tiny step. Mm-hmm. And so... In a small way, wrapping up episodes, being like, hey, we talked about reality tunnels. I'm going to try to do this thing or that thing. Or how about you try to do that thing, mm-hmm. dear listener? Uh, even if no one ever does it, at least we're laying the breadcrumbs for what small steps of affirmative action look like. Which is all you ever really want anyone to try. Like engaging with material, because it's one thing to listen to material or listen to a podcast because that's just as bad as just reading a book and then doing nothing. Mm -hmm. That passive action piece. I'm just consuming, consuming. Yeah. And I hate it. 
See, and this is why this conversation, actually, I threw myself in the middle of this because this makes me uncomfortable. Because uh, I'm the worst for it. I'll read 7, 10, 20 books. Like, those were cool. And then by the time I read the 30th book, I'll be like, oh, that tool is kind of neat. I'm going to actually do it tomorrow. And then all of a sudden the dividends are like, <laughs> like <laughs> this ridiculous amount of gain from actually applying a tool, mm-hmm. even though I hate being told to apply a tool. And, and I find that some personal growth comes off like that. Like now do the thing. Mm. Now apply the thing. Ah, uh, there's this book and it like starts with like, please send me an email when you've finished reading this book and then done whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. which is the author's way to try to like get a little bit scrappy and try to get someone to like actually engage with stuff, which may actually help some people, but I know I mostly scoff mm. at it. You rebel against that idea. Yeah. And I have no idea how to help other rebels playfully engage with something that could be fun. I think that's why I want to popularize personal growth mm. because when you popularize science, right. And all of a sudden you have like Mentos and pop and you're like learning about a thing and it's really silly and messy and fun. Mm-hmm. Then people naturally engage because it feels more like a part of life. Like it's increasing their quality of life just by doing it. Right. Uh, and I have no idea how to do that personal growth. Cause there seems to be that barrier the barrier of like, oh, this is going to be scary, exciting, whatever. And I actually have to get off my butt and do something. What if it's just a concept to play with? Like, um, it actually goes really well with what you're saying. That personal growth seems like, there, I'm using that word, like. Um, I got gotcha. you. It has so much heaviness to it that it doesn't. This can totally be a place where you play and it's an experiment. Let me watch my mind and let's see what's happening. Let's change some of the things that I'm putting in there and see what's happening. Life is so much of a grand experiment and we, we miss it because we're so damn serious. What's the outcome? Did I change it? What's my results? Did I get Am I winning now? Yeah. Instead of like kind of starting with a hypothesis about yourself and toying with it and seeing if it's true. Do I have a reality tunnel? Is this the first time you've heard that term? Can That's true. Curious. Because this, this could be bullshit. Right. It could totally, we could be selling you crap. Which so, completely valid. By don't the way. just take what we're saying. Yeah. If you're listening, actually be curious. Do I have a reality tunnel? And you could start really small. How do you see yourself? What is your reality tunnel trained you to see about yourself? Does it mostly say you're crap that you can't do things? Is that how your brain is wired to see you right now? Is that moldable? I don't know. What do you think? Can you see your own reality tunnel about yourself? Totally. Totally. And to normalize that idea a little bit, I like the former. (laughs) (laughs) Where my mind is mostly focused on all my faults. I bet that's super fun. I'm hypercritical. What does that get you? uh, Sometimes I get really good at stuff and Mm -hmm. I I can get down to the nitty gritty details and add polish that people don't even see. Yeah. The rest of the time, it has me curled up in a ball, not even starting. Under a ball. So, so it's like, give or take. I, I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah. No matter what your reality tunnel is, it was built by your mind to protect you from something. Yeah. That's okay. Exactly. If they exist at all. If they exist at all. That's such a funny segue to like the very beginning of the pre-recording. <laughs> but seriously, if anything we're talking about exists at all. Mm-hmm. This is all esoteric. You can't really prove it. Then, like, play with it in some small way. Might as well have fun. Jeez. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that. We still don't know how to end, end though. Nope. So, okay. So now we have a mission, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Try to get people to play with concepts. Today's concept was accidentally what, reality was accidentally <laughs> reality tunnels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cool. But I still don't know how to say goodbye. I never know how to say goodbye to this podcast, Kimberly. <laughs> Awkwardly. This is the awkward part. <laughs> is it? Yep. How about I just stop the recording? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> We're professionals. We'll see you in a week. Oh, we'll totally see you in a week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you.